Hey, my name is Dr. Brendan McCarthy. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. I am the Chief Medical Officer of Protea Medical Center in Chandler, Arizona. Um, so today's podcast episode, you know, I wanted to first let you know how we come up with these episodes. There's a lot of different ways. One of them is just just things that I experienced in practice that I think are meaningful and would be helpful to you as a patient. And the things I keep hearing from my patients, what they've experienced, you know, prior to coming in. Also, I think it's important, you know, I keep up with modern research, what's been going on in the industry, in the field. I like to always keep you guys updated with interesting things that might be beneficial to you know as well. How we come up with these episodes are those things, but also your comments. You know, we, when you comment on Instagram and, and, and YouTube, those are the two platforms we look at the most. We read them and you send so much material. And I want you to first let you know, I appreciate you for that I, I always will and 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 again i always say this i think every time i bring it up but your interaction with each other in in our instagram feed it just is just beautiful and you give each other hope and you reach out to one another and i think that's just one of my favorite things about doing this podcast but still you have questions in there and you bring up good ones and i want you to know i put them in my list you know justin and i we get together we talk about them and uh, we try and create content specific to you because this is what it's here for. You know, I said this in a previous episode. You know, a lot of people are out there doing these podcasts. They do it to make themselves feel better about themselves. And you know those ones. And 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 other people are doing things to try and sell you something. You know, our goal with this, Justin and I, we were just talking about prior to this episode. We said, and I believe this. I want you to know, I believe this. If Justin and I were to work together for the next 10 years and make two episodes a week going out for 10 years, and if that only helped one person once it was worth the 10 years i believe that that's how much i get out of the work i do that's how rewarding this work is to me so so your questions your concerns helping you that's the sort of stuff i'm i'm about that's why i like that's why i enjoy it so i'm going to jump into something that is really important to talk about i think because a lot of you have brought it up and i just see it in the industry it's been something that's kind of bugged me you know, for like 20 years in practice and it's supplements <laughs> supplements i want to talk about supplements i want to i want to call this out because it is a it is a bad thing and a good thing good things can be abused easily i'm going to start with a story of a patient one of the very first patients that i saw in my career and um i was starting out in practice one man show small office tiny little place now, like probably the size of this room. So this was one of my first patients and how people were finding me was a lot of it was just like word of mouth, you know, um, someone knew someone sort of thing. So she just heard about my office, it was a small little thing and uh, place and, and she wandered in. So her case, she had been having some respiratory distress, discomfort. She was having some malaise. She wasn't feeling good. It was obvious that she was not, you know, well. It wasn't bad, though. You know, it wasn't, wasn't very sick. But she had a light fever. And this has been going on for a long time, for a couple of months now. And she just felt sick. You know, she had respiratory. She was coughing. She had, you know, a somewhat productive cough. Uh, she had some stomach, you know, uh, uh, nausea from time to time. But it wasn't terrible. She was still working. You know, she's able to work during this time. Now, this is this is 20 years ago, <laughs> okay? So please, it's 20 years ago. So people would work when they were sick back then. I don't know if you guys remember, post-COVID, we don't really work when we're sick, it seems, which is good too. We should be recovering. 
uh, when we're not well, it's good to be home and taking care of ourselves. But so she was working. And what where this gets really weird, she was a head of a department in a hospital, in a local hospital. So she didn't have lack of resources for care. So she would see, she saw several other physicians and, you know, they would just prescribe her uh, antibiotic. And uh, just in figuring that, you just basically have an upper respiratory infection. And so, you know, I think they wrote her for, and it's been 20 years, I'm just remembering her case. Uh, this is not the most important part, kind of a little bit, but not really. You know, they, I wrote for, they were for amoxicillin, uh, clavulanate, and they ran her for, I believe it was, the other one was um, um, Keflex. And that's what they did. She went to a couple doctors there, and, and none of them were able to get a solution past that. And they just sent her on her way. So then, prior to me, she had been, you know, feeling like she's kind of at her wit's end. She's not feeling well. It's been going on for, you know, over a month now. And she's already seen two physicians. And, you know, one of her friends like, well, why don't you go see this alternative doctor? And so there's this doctor, you know, in in the valley, you know, in Phoenix Valley. And she went to his clinic. And, you know, he, he uh, saw her. And she walked out the door with $600 in supplements for her stomach. Now, I know she had some slight nausea, true. But she walked out with $600 in supplements without testing. It was the first visit. And $600 in supplements is a lot of money. I want you to know, I know that. But it's $600 in 20 years ago. And that's a lot more money even without testing. And so here's this woman who works in the healthcare industry. She doesn't know what's going on with her health. No one understands it. She doesn't know what's wrong. And then she's like, all right, well, try this other guy. So she came to my clinic. And, and, and I remember sitting down with her and talking to her. Long story short, she had uh, a chlamydia pneumonia. Now, chlamydia, we know, is an STD. That's how it's spread as a sexually transmitted disease. But chlamydia pneumonia is a community-acquired pneumonia that's you get that when you're in a group setting so it's a common in hospital settings you can get chlamydia pneumonia like that and it's not something that responds to the antibiotics she's been giving so far so you know how we found it was uh now chest x-rays are not always good with these they always come up very clear you know you can't quite see chlamydia pneumonia chest on x-ray all the time and and a lot of the uh, uh testing they were doing really wasn't right for it uh we did a, a serum testing for it and, and a sputum test for it and it came back positive we're for doxycycline uh around of that and ta-da she was better the issue goes back to this and why i'm bringing these things up it's about supplements when we're sick we're vulnerable and when you're not well you're there's nothing you won't do to bring yourself back to health and the further you are away from health the more you're willing to spend, the more desperate you are, the more insecure you are. And you just have to be sick pretty bad a couple times in your life to recognize that's a truth. That is a truth. When we go to a doctor, a physician, and they're not helpful, then what do we do? You know, we're still sick, we're not well. And then say we go to another doctor, similar physician, and they don't help as well. Then what do we do? A lot of times we'll try, okay, well, I'll go to an alternative doctor at that point or a functional medicine specialist or whatever country you're in watching this, there's different names for them. And you go there hoping you get help. And sometimes they're also not going to help you. 
you know, and, and, and a lot of it is you're just really um, vulnerable. And in those settings, in those situations, people could take advantage of you. And I think that's one of the problems I have with the supplement industry is the people who push supplements inappropriately, they do that. Now, not all do. There's good supplement use and good supplement prescribing and good supplements that should be used in practice. But I want to call out the ones that are not because they cause harm. And um, it's unethical. Going back to our, our patient, you know, I'll call her Tammy. Tammy, if you're watching this, I still remember all of this. And this was one of those formative things in my practice. So thank you for being there with me all these years ago. When you see your GP, your general practitioner, your doctor, stateside, a lot of them are pressured into office visits that are very short. And they are very limited on the amount of time they can be in the room with that patient. And not just that, but they're pressured by the insurance companies that they are contracted with to treat a certain way. So if they have a, di a diagnosis of this, they can only use this for treatment. Diagnosis of that, they can use that for treatment. And they can only test for these things for these symptoms. So basically, it's like an algorithm. It's like you fit in a box, they push you down the line, and then you get treated, you're out the door. Now, there's good and bad to that. Good in the sense that it helps kind of make things move in a smooth way through a medical clinic, and you treat a lot of people effectively. But bad is that not everyone fits in those boxes. And if you're not allowed to get outside the box with your patient and try and figure out what's going on with the patient, one, the patient suffers because they're not going to fit in the box. Like my patient, Tammy, she did not fit in the box. And the doctor didn't have enough time to sit down with her and figure it out. Further, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's truth when it comes to medicine. If you don't use your mind as a physician on the regular, if you're not using your brain to be creative and figuring out what's going on with the patient, if you're not allowing your brain to explore different pathways of understanding with your patient, then you those pathways start to shut down and all you become is the person who knows how to push the person from this box to this box to this box to this box. You lose a lot of that analytical skill set that you developed while you're in medical school. And some don't even ever develop it that well. They just get good at taking tests. And that's the truth. But, but it's this is where it becomes an issue. So those patients who fall out of that box, don't fit in the box rather, they're the ones who fall through the cracks. They're the ones who find themselves in these settings where it could be good or bad. You know, and it's the bad again that I want to be focusing on because there is good in alternative medicine. It's important. You know, it's important to have an alternative medicine field in order to provide care for people who need that at that level where they are. In the alternative field with these physicians, it becomes a little bit different. Now, some alternative practitioners are there with that intent to change your life for the better. They have dedicated their lives to their fellow human with the goal of becoming a person that provides care and support. Some are there because they feel good about themselves because by helping someone, they feel like they're doing a good thing. That's not so bad. Some people, they like the idea that they're amazing and they can help all these people. And it's like that God complex steps in. It's there too. And some people just like to make the money, you know. It's varying degrees of the type of care provider you're going to find when you're out there. The thing is, is that in order to practice medicine, your ethics need to be clean constantly. They need to be at the highest level possibly. So when this woman presents to clinic with chlamydial pneumonia and she was diagnosed with dysbiosis, which is an intestinal disorder, and put on $600 in supplements, was that doctor, that alternative practitioner, 
practicing good medicine. No, not at all. That doctor, let me back this up and let me do this. This is hard to communicate this stuff sometimes. When you come to me and you're not well, and I say, I'm going to give you this because it'll make you better. By the way, here it is in my office. I have it today on sale for $600. You're trusting me. You're giving me your trust. You are vulnerable in that moment with me. And that's when it becomes really an issue of ethics. Many of you, you've written, and I, and I read you, you go to your care provider and they just, okay, we'll take that supplement, take this supplement. You get stacked up with all this stuff and you don't even know what it's for. You know, if it helps you, but you're ending up spending hundreds of dollars a month and, and for what? When the doctor makes money on the medication they prescribe, there is a serious issue of ethics because are they prescribing you the medication in order to make the sale? Are they prescribing the medication because they just went to a conference and it says, oh, this supplement is going to be amazing and it's going to be the thing that fixes people so you should sell it to all your clients. Or are they prescribing this supplement because they understand you, your biology, what's going on with you. They understand the biochemistry behind it. They understand how this compound will affect it. They're able to explain why it will affect it. They know how much of the compound to use. They know how they're going to evaluate it downstream to make sure it's working. And are they able to tell you these are the places that you can acquire this medication? That's, that's what you deserve. When a patient presents to me, I am acutely aware of what I'm prescribing if I use a supplement, when I need to use a supplement. I'm acutely aware of the fact that I want that supplement only for them. I'm in that room only for them. It has nothing to do with me. I will carry some supplements in my office as a convenience. But every single patient at every moment when I prescribe a supplement, I give them a list of where to find it, how to find it on sale, where you're going to get your best prices. Sometimes I'll even research prices with them online in my appointment because it's not always about money, but it is about money. You know, it's, it's about, because if you're going to spend money on a supplement and it's $50 there and it's $25 there, Hey, let's go to this guy. You know, let's get it here at this place. So, so, in that relationship, at that moment, my patient understands that I am making sure that I'm getting the product not because I need to make that sale or not because I need to do something for me, but it's because I believe it'll help them. Further, I spend the time to explain what that product is going to do, what that supplement will do that benefits the patient. I explain to them, this is the need for, say, vitamin D. Let's just say vitamin D. This is why you need vitamin D. The lab work on today's labs show it's there. We know you have these symptoms associated with vitamin D deficiency. We know that if you take vitamin D for this period of time, those symptoms should alleviate. I'm also going to run a lab within a month to verify the dose I gave you is being absorbed well and doing the job. And then we're going to periodically check in and make sure it's working. And now for the vitamin D, I think these brands I've used over the course, and I'm going to do an episode on how to pick a brand and supplements that's coming next. But I'll say these are the brands I know that are pretty good. That doesn't mean you know, use the ones I'm recommending. If you want to use something different, I'm down with that. Just let me test you in a month to verify you absorbed it and did a good job. Because I'll have a patient leave the office, go buy vitamin D at some, you know, 
ghetto shop somewhere that doesn't have quality vitamins and, and minerals. They're just buying some junk out there and they'll take it in, in, in um, good intent. But their lab work shows nothing happened because there was nothing in that supplement, which I'll get to at the next episode. So the patient that presents to clinic deserves one full understanding of why I want to use a product that we're going to use whether a prescriptive agent or a supplement. They need to understand why on earth I want to do it. They need to understand what it's going to do. And if it takes time to explain it to them, I don't work for an insurance company. I work for you. Your doctor works for you. Your physician should always work for you. So your physician should be able to spend the time to explain it. As I've said before in this podcast, I'll say it again. The word doctor comes from the Latin word docere, which means to teach. My job is to educate you. Not just throw pills at you and get you out the door. Not just bill your insurance at X amount of money. We're not there for those things. We should not be. We're there to help you. We're there to make you well. Everything after that is secondary. That's the primary and always the goal. So explaining to you what's going on, the first thing. The second thing we want to make sure is that you're able to acquire the therapies we want to give you in a safe, reasonable way. And third, we want to verify that all of the things worked, that it did what it said it was going to do, that you're absorbing as we thought you would, and that you're better at the other end of it. So I hope this helps. I want to start a conversation with you where you'll understand supplements, what to look for, what's going to help you, what's going to be um, not ethical. <laughs> you're going to learn to recognize unethical behavior in the industry. Um and what's safe and what to expect from a good practitioner who's prescribing it for the right reasons. So um, please like, share, and subscribe, of course, but also please comment. You know, share your experiences, good, bad, and ugly. I want to know. Let me know what happens to you when you buy supplements. How, did your doctor push it? Did you have to buy it at their office? Did you feel pressured? Let me know. I want to know. And the reason why it's not just me, but by you sharing that, so many people feel ashamed of the fact that they were pressured into buying something and they're on these things for, for years without knowing if it's good and they're, they don't know. You sharing your story will help others. I promise you. I promise you. It means a lot to me when you do. I, so please, if you have time to type out what's gone on with you, I would really appreciate that input because I, I know the benefit it will have to the people who, who watch this podcast. But please do that. And, 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 um, our next episodes, we'll get more into that. And uh, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>